0: From the first whistle blow till the game is on the line. This is Stoppage Time. I'm Greg. And I'm Tyler. And we are back with another week of exciting Champions League reviews, news, and debates. As me and Tyler are going to get heavy into the next couple minutes, hours. Who knows how long we're going to talk this week. It's the end of the Champions League group stages, guys, and we had an amazing group of games. Tyler's going to kick us off in our first segment. Let us know what happened on day 11 and 12. Day
1: 11, Dortmund defeated Zenit 2-1. to Brugge and Lazio tied 2-2. Juventus defeats Barcelona, sorry Greg, 3 nothing. Chelsea and Krasnodar tie 1-1. Leipzig defeats Man U three to two. Dynamo Kiev defeats Frank Veros one to nothing. On a game that started on Tuesday but ended up finishing on Wednesday, PSG defeated Bashaik Shear five to one, and Sevilla defeated Rain three to one. Greg, any notables for you this week? For this a day, a lot,
0: a lot of notables for this day. I think the first thing that we got to note when it comes to my team, WTF, Tyler. What the football happened out there this week with Barcelona. We did see a dynamic game go down. Um, Two penalties to Juventus, uh, both scored by Ronaldo. Messi is pouring his heart out there. But, you know, he had the the only seven shots on target came from Messi. A lot of injury issues going on with Barcelona as well. It just was not a good day of football for them. Next up, we have Leipzig and PSG move on. So uh, PSG, uh, we all know about the incident that took place uh, where the the fourth official had a uh, a little run-in with the players, and the players did the right thing by stepping off the field. Uh, coming up into the next day, as they actually played that game down in day twelve, uh, PSG dominates and send ba- uh, Bashir out of the league with five one. Score margin, three from Neymar, good for the hat-trick, and Mbappe with the brace. So um, And Leipzig doing very well on their day match as well. They're both through. Can't wait to see what happens next in the round of 16. Lazio ties but moves on. That's my third notable. So Lazio, we've seen a lot of good games coming from them. This one was just a situation where they were able to, to just squeeze past, as Club Brugge did not do as well as as they could have done, could have easily knocked them out. Um, and if <clears throat> this would have been a fantastic finish, again, a lot of these groups came down to the wire, uh, surprisingly. So we'll find out more how down to the wire it came in day 12. So at day 12, Liverpool and Midland tie 1-1. Atalanta defeats
1: Ajax 1-0. Bayern defeats Locomotive Moscow 2-0. Two, two, Real Madrid defeats Manchengladbach 2-0. Two, two, Atletico defeats Salzburg 2-0. Two, two, Man City defeats Marseille in a surprise twist 3 to nothing. Inter and Shakhtar tie 0-0. Zero, zero, and Porto defeats Olympiacos. Back to that 2-0 score that seemed to run through this
0: day. Greg, your notables. Notables for this one, Tyler. We have... Some, again, a lot of impressive matchups uh in this week, in this day of week number six. Mönchengladbach with a tight look, with a, with a loss, squeezing through in this group. It was a very tight group. Shakhtar, all they needed to do was beat Inter Milan, and they would have been through. They would have been top of the group, as a matter of fact. They would have been top of the group if they got the three points off of this one. Was not able to do so. Uh, Mönchengladbach playing against Real Madrid, lost their game. However, due to fortunes elsewhere in the group, are able to move on. Great luck. There's always luck that needs to take part when it comes to football, and this happened here. Next up, Atalanta wins on the road versus a 10-man Ajax. This was a very tightly contested game all the way up to the 80th minute when there was an abysmal tackle going in from the uh, from the Ajax player that sent them down to 10 men and Atalanta dominated. Well, not down. They, they capitalized on this opportunity, moving them forward into the round of 16. Last but not least, we have Real Madrid shockingly wins Group B. It is a shocker. We have been critical of their play all throughout the season so far. And it seems as though that they have finally gotten that jolt of lightning back into their system. The Blancos, El Blancos are back. Los Blancos are back. I don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry, guys. But the Blancos are back, and they're about to show us what they have in the next round of the Champions League. So, Tyler, run us through the groups one last time. Who's moving on? Who's going to Europa? And who is staying at home? So, Group
1: A, we have Bayern Munich winning the group with 16. Atletico coming in second with nine. Salzburg going to Europa with four. And Lokomotiv Moscow going home with three. Group B, Real Madrid wins with 10 points. Borussia Mönchengladbach in second with eight. Shakhtar also with eight. However, they will be going to Europa. And Inter Milan goes home with six. Group C, Manchester City wins with 16 points. Porto behind them with 13. Olympiacos with three headed to Europa, and Marseille going home also with three. Group D, Liverpool moves on with 13. Atalanta in second with 11. Ajax to Europa, very dangerous team heading to Europa with seven, and Midland goes home with two. Group E, Chelsea wins with 14. Sevilla nipping at their heels with 13. Krasnodar with five, headed to Europa, and Rain going home with one. Group F, Dortmund wins with 13. Lazio in second with 10. Another dangerous team headed to Europa. Brugge with eight points. And Zenit goes home with one. Group G, Juventus wins with 15 points. In second is Barcelona, also with 15. Uh, Dynamo Kiev heads to the Europa with four. And Frank Veros goes home with one. And finally, Group H, our favorite group. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself now that we can't talk about this group. (laughs) PSG wins with 12 points. Leipzig in second, also with 12 points. Man United to the Europas with nine. And Asimbul basik goes home
0: with three. Definitely one of our favorite groups. That's an absolute fact. So now, guys, we know who's moving on. But honestly, we've got to ask ourselves, what's next? What's happening next to our groups here, Tyler? Do you want to explain the next stage? Well, actually, before we do that, before we get there, we gotta recap what we've what we've noticed this week and what we experienced in the group stages. Let's go ahead and hit our recap. So I know that Tyler, you got a couple of questions for me. I got a couple of questions for you as well. We'll try our best to answer those in the yeah, next but- segment of our halftime. So Greg,
1: you know we 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 talk about how we can't view the Champions League in a bubble. Uh there are the domestic leagues that these teams do compete in. Your Barcelona was doing great in Champions League. They hadn't lost up until this past week. And La Liga that's a different story. They're having lots and lots of troubles in La Liga. I think they're in s- Eighth or ninth at this point now in the league, uh, if I'm correct, but they're pretty far back. Are, are their woes in in La Liga coming back to finally haunt them here in uh, the Champions League?
0: Um, their woes are coming back to haunt them, regardless. I think that since the beginning of this season, with the controversy with Messi, the leaving of Suarez, the the it, actually this started way back in last year's Champions League. When we unfortunately took that eight to two crushing from Bayern Munich, and the the, the attitudes have not changed in the camp new since then. And honestly, I I don't blame, I don't blame the players. I don't blame the coach. I blame the 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 upper heads. the 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 guys that are in charge of the club are not steering the club right. And last but not least, the last misfortune that we're looking at is. There are too many key injuries on the field when it comes to Barcelona being able to produce. Their key center back, PK is out. Dembele is out. Ansu Fati is out. Sergio Roberto is out. And those are guys that are fundamentally, you have two forwards, two defenders, and the midfield is what it is. You're seeing, you're seeing Pjanic trying to, to do his best in the middle there. Greasy is Greasy. Uh, and, and you know, there's nothing else that you could expect from that. Like we said before, Messi doesn't seem to to have the enthusiasm to carry this team anymore. The, the, the five foot, six, five foot, five forward is, does not have the the zeal to perform at the level in which he has been before because those that are around him are not inspiring him to do so. Now, a lot of people will argue and say, well, you know, if he's a superstar, he should be able to to perform under any situation. But we do have to realize that superstars are still human beings. And that comes into play, especially here. Not a good performance that we saw in the Champions League. And I hope that today, around 3 o'clock my time, we could actually pull out a win in the La Liga. But we'll see how that goes from there.
1: Uh, I want to keep it in La Liga because... Uh... We're gonna we're gonna talk about your your other favorite Real Madrid. So,
0: uh, we uh, please please refrain that they're not my favorite. No, nobody listen to Tyler on that one. They're not my favorite. I, I hate that club. Don't like them.
1: I, <laughs> I I guess I didn't put the appropriate amount of sarcasm on that one. Uh, so apologies, Greg. I your just wanted to make favorite, it clear. Favorite your your uh, thank favorite. You. Thank um, you, Real Madrid. So we we the the troubles that. Barcelona was having in the domestic league. We weren't really expecting that from Real Madrid. Like they kind of flipped once they got to the champions league up until the past couple weeks where we started to notice Real has been playing well. And then this past weekend, we, we still don't really know what happened to Barcelona. They just didn't have their heart in it. And it it was this win against Mönchengladbach. Was that a real turning point for Madrid? Like, are they, are they going to be the team? that we expected them to be going forward.
0: So this is the thing. I, I don't believe that that Real Madrid has ever, at least this season from my eye test, has not performed to Real Madrid standards other than winning. And I could say that that's on the trash club, but it's it's not. the The club is well run. I'm sorry. I'm always going to throw flack their way whether they're doing well or not. So um Real Real Madrid fans bring your hate here. Want it. Anyway, they've been doing well football-wise. Their strategies are have been working except when it comes to the to the final third, not being able to capitalize. We've seen Asensio come up with some fantastic plays within the box and just not able to finish the ball. We've seen Benzema struggle a little bit. And honestly, Benzema is like all jokes aside, Benzema is like one of my favorite players on that team. He works really hard. To do Now, this has not always been the case. A little bit of history. I used to hate Kareem Benzema. I thought that he was the anchor holding the team back, holding them back from a lot of the achievements that they were able to do kind of without him. Now it seems that he has matured into a role, into a center forward role, not center forward, into a striking role that he's able to capitalize and do what needs to be done. He, he got his brace that day. Um, in this last game, was not able to, to secure the hat trick, which was unfortunate. It would have been great for him. And the rest of the team are starting to follow through. They have not, they have never played horribly. Not in the way in which we've seen even my own beautiful team collapse in the past. In this competition, specifically, we're seeing that they're they're starting to get it together, they're gelling really well doing a lot of what is needed and following the direction of Zizou. zizu is a champion he's won the champions league as a player and multiple times as a coach it is through his leadership we're going to see more of real madrid do the things that they can do that we know that they could do and push them into the round of 16. i'll be surprised if they don't go uh past the the the, the you know the quarterfinals or even up to the semifinals
1: it's got to be frustrating, Greg, at least, at least for you. And I mean, and I know it's frustrating to watch uh, Barcelona when I when I watch Barcelona, especially in that game against Juventus. Messi is frustrated mm-hmm. and you could see it on every single shot that he took because he a, a lot of them I felt he was just shooting to shoot to try to yeah. inject some life into his team and be like, hey, I'm not the only one out here because all 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 of his shots went straight to Gigi Buffon. And he yep. made some very easy stops. Like it, it I mean, do you, do you think that frustration is gonna finally hit its tipping point? Like, do you see Messi going out the
0: door? Well, a lot of the speculations are going that way. I do. From me knowing the club since, and it hasn't even it hasn't even been that long, but more than half of my life, I've been following Barcelona since two thousand and three. Messi's homegrown, just like how Xavi was, just like how Iniesta was. And I would like to see him complete his career at Barcelona. However, there, like I said before, there's a lot of things going on within the organization, within the front office that is not helping keep him in the club. He does have a good friend in, uh, in Pep Guardiola, I don't know if there's a role for him over at, at Manchester City. I I could see I can't I can't imagine seeing Messi play anywhere else the same way how I couldn't imagine seeing Ronaldo play anywhere other than Real Madrid. But Ronaldo has moved. This is a a different case here. With Messi, you know, Ronaldo went from Sporting Lisbon, Manchester United, to Real Madrid, and now over at Juventus. Ronaldo has had a history of moving from club to club. Messi has started in Barcelona, and the hope is that he would end it in Barcelona. But I think that there's been a steady decline in terms of the quality of ball. We don't even, if you think about it, we don't even talk about tiki-taka anymore. Like, that's not a thing, right? Barcelona has moved away from their own brand of football, and something that we we as the fans would enjoy to see, again, some dynamic tiki-taka play going on within the on the pitch so it is frustrating I know that you know on Twitter I have uh, I follow a couple Barcelona fans and they're frustrated always making up jokes as to as to why we've lost and that sort of stuff gives me a laugh at the end of the day Uh, but also the laugh is to cover up the tears that I have inside but Tyler I want to bring this around I want to fly across (laughs) from Europe and head over to to England I know, I know. Passport ready, ready to go. So we're heading over to England real quick. And speaking about frustration, we have been talking about this specific club, our our group H, our favorite group of all time. We're going to (laughs) finish in group H. Over in England, sir, we've seen a Jackal and Hyde situation when it comes to a specific club, a club that I love to hate and hate to love it's it's a topsy turvy relationship between me and this specific club manchester united sir what went wrong what happened that that in the champions league specifically that we're not getting that that we're not getting in the champions league that we're that we're probably getting in the premier league well i mean some of it you could chalk up to
1: I almost say that you could chalk it up to to competition, but you really can't because there's just as good competition in that group as you would find in the Premier League. I may, maybe it's the familiarity with the with the clubs that are there, and they they play more. I don't want to say relaxed, but that's the only word that comes to my mind right now. I, either way, and the, they they have done this the past couple weekends in the Premier League. They've gone down early. And then come back and won mm-hmm. against good teams, against West Ham and against Southampton. And you know it—it it, it has helped with some some good subs off the bench. Uh, your boy Edison Canvati, uh, who's now hurt, who was not playing in this game uh, against uh, Leipzig. E- even within all that, they have the recent controversy with Paul Pogba where his agent was like his Manchester United career is over, but he's still out there playing and actually provided a spark in this game. I, I, I don't know what Ali has to do with this team anymore to get them to play like they play in the last 30 minutes or when they're yeah. behind. The, there's got to be some way that he can convince them when they start a game, okay, guys, you're down 2 nothing. Go out and play. Because that seems to be the only time that they kick in, and they almost came back and won this game.
0: Yeah, like yeah. that.
1: That that's the crazy thing. They they were two save great saves by Gulaski away from winning this thing and coming back and erasing the embarrassment. But they they have a lot to figure out. They have uh, a lot of issues on their back line, and that starts with their captain, who is Harry Maguire.
0: Talk about Harry Maguire, sir. Explain Harry. the situation with Harry Maguire. So We're utterly disgusted with Harry Maguire.
1: He He made about five questionable to downright horrible decisions in that game. One of which, well, at least one of them. I think two of them, actually, now that I think about it. Two of them led to Leipzig goals. Including one where he left a ball expecting De Gea to come to come out and get it and uh stop it, but a Leipzig player ran right in and just tapped it in past De Gea. De Gea wasn't ready for it. Maguire looked lost. It, it was kind of embarrassing. And that that's from your captain. It, it, it's kind of amazing. Like all these teams that we've kind of talked about today have their issues and have their problems, and and Man United's another one of those. And I mean, ollie has got to do something, and oh, he's he's, he's 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 got a good test uh, this coming weekend uh, playing Manchester City. Uh, that's always a big game uh, in the Premier League when the when the two Manchester teams, the Manchester Derby, uh, happens. And uh, I think that'll be a true true test and see what kind of team they have, and if the and if they even play Pogba because. Uh, that it could be controversial if he keeps playing while his agents talking like that true
0: um might be a strategy to try and keep him happy so that he stays with the club i don't see why they would do that uh pogba has not been a cohesive part of manchester united since he started playing for the club but harry Maguire. Uh, Leadership, you you know, leadership comes from, it. it, you know, the the direction of the team, it it has to come from the top. And the top, the the person on top on the pitch is Harry Maguire. I have not seen a good exhibition from Mr. Maguire all season, whether in a win or a loss, he has not shown up to play. I don't know what's going on. I have not played on that level, that level of football ever, never will. I hope my kids do at some point in their lives. That's the hope. If they want to be potters, that's fine. I, I have no problem with that. <laughs> but the the fact of the matter is, is that something is more, something is wrong up here. It's a It has to be mentally because they have a young defensive group. Harry Maguire is the leader in that young group. And m- more than likely, he, he needs to be the one that is directing them to positions that they could play the best level of ball that they can. They have young Williams over there on the right trying his very best. I've seen, like, don't get me wrong. Kid is, you know, you know the, the, the level of play is just above him right now. And that's okay because you're a young player. He's what? He's either 18 or 19 years of age you know and he's not he doesn't have the same skill set as 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 a as our viking over in um, <laughs> brisha dortmund there they it comes at different levels some players develop early and carry that over some players develop late and and then get better some players never develop past where they're at right now williams will will, will have to wait and see how he does but i think that that It needs to come from Harry Maguire. There needs to be, there's no real leadership on that team. There's no real rock or support on that team. Unlike the next team that we're going to talk about, we're going to also take a trip. We're not taking a plane this time. We're going to take the train and head over (laughs) to France. So we're in England. We're going to take the train and head over to France. Um, Passport's ready. Tyler, you ready for this? We've seen PSG at the beginning of this. Uh, champions league run do okay subpar they have yep. two of the best players in the world one of the most expensive players in the world with his uh his transfer and or salary being more than some team's entire transfer budget we're talking about psg we're talking about tyler are they back are they in this competition to win it tyler
1: a couple weeks ago i would have said no so i'll, I'll preface this um with the the Tuesday PSG versus the Wednesday PSG. We we'll, we we'll, we'll get to what what actually, you know, why the delay happened. Uh, you you kind of mentioned what it was, but we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. But on Tuesday PSG came out kind of sloppy. There were a couple of yellow cards thrown out in the first 15 minutes. Uh, they looked really disorganized and kind of looked like the PSG that we'd kind of been you know, been on their case during this, this tournament. And then when they came out on Wednesday, they looked completely different. They looked organized. They looked the best that we've seen them this tournament. I know last, last week you had said that they looked the best this week. They truly did look the best that they had in this tournament and started to really look like the team that made the finals last year. They started to look like they had some of that swagger back. And the reason that it happened was unfortunate, but I, they definitely needed that game to be stopped and restarted
0: mentally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I know that a lot of the focus has been on... You know what was said by the referee, why the game was stopped in the first place. But if we were to shift our focus off of that, and I don't want you to do that socially because that's a very important topic that that we'll get into in more detail when it comes to racism and sports and, and culture. However, if we focus more on the first nine, 10 minutes of the game, there were at least six or seven fouls, serious fouls. And the game was messy. It was scrappy. It was doggish, It it was not. It was not football, according to to one of the Bashashia players walking off, saying this isn't football. Obviously, he's referring to what happened between the fourth official and the team. Tyler, do you think if if that incident did not take place, do you think that PSG would still be in the position that they're in today?
1: Ultimately, I do think they would have come out on top. It was only a matter of time before Neymar and Mbappe did finally break through. It might have been 3-2. to It might have been 2-1. to I think the score would have been closer, but I still think they would have won the game.
0: I kind of have a feeling about that as well, but because of how emotional this game started off, it started off emotionally, honestly, and then it just got to fever pitch around, uh, you know, minute... 15, 16 and things really started to, to go into high gear. Um, for those who didn't know, there was uh, an alleged racial slur that was splitted out by the fourth official, which resulted in the game being replayed on uh, match day 12. The new fourth crew. official new, absolutely new crew. Um, and we, we, I think Tyler, honestly, next week, we need to talk about officiating because there's, there's been a lot of questionable calls all throughout the Champions League, we've you saw one today in the Premier League. There's there's a lot of questionable calls, and when it comes to to, to these types of issues, it's almost now. I understand that we're all human and we have our flaws, but sir, you're an official. That's like you. That's like you're going to a, your company, and your HR person is the most inappropriate person. Your HR is supposed to be the one upholding. The dignity of the office space, the same way in which the referee and I know that we don't think about them much. We don't think about the referees when it comes to football. We think about the stars. We think about the three hundred million dollar players that go out on a on a regular basis and dominate on the field. We we think about the goals. We think about the you know we think about the fans even, but we don't think about the referees. We don't think about how important their job is to having quality games. And the majority of the quality games that I've seen so far in the Champions League was because the officiating was fair and the judgments were consistent. A lot of consistent judgments, whether they saw it or not. I think VAR, uh, that's a whole nother topic. VAR is doing something different to the game. But uh, like I said, Tyler... (laughs) jot that down for next week's conversation. <laughs> we talk about referees, VAR, and what that does to football and how we tackle that. But Tyler, what well, your don't, thoughts... well, don't
1: tackle too too hard because you might True. get a yellow card.
0: True or red or red. <laughs> you might get a red card for pulling someone's t-shirt. You might. It <laughs> might happen. Happen happened to me on, on FIFA. I was playing the tournament uh yesterday. Uh, guy pulled my t-shirt and got a red card it was hilarious but Tyler uh, (laughs) coming off of that joke into into something more serious what what was your uh, take on what happened in that PSG first first attempt at that PSG pass uh, game
1: I mean frankly it was a mess and the the ensuing situation that happened made it even more so and the, the thing that was just horrifying to me was how clearly you could hear everything. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've, we've talked about the the effect of having fans in the stands and, you know, we, we've, we've kind of said that it's cool that you can hear the players yelling at each other and tr- communicating and you can tell which teams are really on the same page and which aren't. Cause they're, you can hear that communication. You can hear the coaches, you can hear the screams of frustration, and, you know, we, we love having fans in the stands, but also not having them there has brought something unique to the game as well. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I would have to talk about it in the context of like this, yeah. where you could hear every horrifying detail of what was being said when when the coach that, that had had the, the racial slur thrown at him was then his face, he's like, Why did you say this? Why you could hear all of that so clearly. And it, it was it was hard to watch. Yeah. It was hard to watch and was just a horrifying cherry on top of a already horrifying Sunday or cake or whatever metaphor you want to use to just, you know <laughs> it the the whole thing just felt wrong.
0: Yeah. It was it was not what we came out to watch in the first place. What we wanted to watch was some beautiful football being played between two fantastic teams. And what we got instead was, was a a verbal bloodbath, which resulted in the game being suspended till the next day. And it's, Um, and it's
1: always going to overshadow that game.
0: Always. Yeah. Yeah. That that is
1: one of the games like that. If you, if I were writing the history books on it, I would put an asterisk next to it mm- mm-hmm.
0: because it could have, just, it could have gone the other way I, I, I wouldn't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come I'm not gonna sit here and say that PSG had it in the bag. We do not know that for sure. We do know that they came out on the second day which honestly could have affected the the Bashkir players more than it affected PSG because they were the ones that opted to, to step off the field and and not continue the game unless the fourth official was replaced. In terms of him not just being replaced in terms of position, but being replaced in terms of having him leave the stadium completely. So we're going to get more into refs. That's a promise. But as for this game, could have gone either way for me. Um, the asterisk is on it. We could have had a and, situation where... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say we could have had a situation where PSG did not go through, but... I, I just hope that, that the league... Reviews this
1: refing team and delivers appropriate action. Yeah, because something needs to be done for that for what happened. And yeah. you know the 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 head referee had kind of let the game slip away from him really quickly. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's just a a fine for him, or I, I'm I'm not sure how penalties against the the officiating crew goes down. But I. I would hope at least that the side referee, I, I, I know we say allegedly, I'm going to trust that the entire Istanbul Başakşehir team who heard him say it, I'm going to trust that he said it. Yeah. And yeah. I hope that at least he is banned from refing.
0: at least. Well, I, I do know that, you know, in the past, we've had referees been fired for making missed calls. So this should be this should be an even more harsh, more severe, yeah, <laughs> a, 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 a harsher um, disciplinary action needs to take needs to take place for this one. But Tyler and I are going to step into that in more detail <laughs> in the upcoming week. I'm placing it downtown. I'm booking you for a date on refereeing for next week. So you guys already know what we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> but for right now when it comes to our 5 minute stoppage time. Tyler, what are we doing? What are we doing? Tyler, Tyler had this bright idea. Tyler, tell the people what we're doing right now.
1: For those of you who 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 might not know this, we do record uh on a Friday with the episode to be released on Mondays. Well, this Monday is when the new groups of uh the tier, the pairings for the group of 16 are going to be drawn and they're going to be drawn like how they were for the Champions League. You can't be paired with someone from your own uh, league. And in this case, you cannot be paired with someone who was already in your Champions League group. So the draw is going to be this Monday with the first games, uh, a healthy layoff actually for some of these teams to to kind of recover and focus on their domestic cups. Uh, but the first games will be played uh, middle of February, the 16th and 17th and the 23rd and 24th. And then the second game of the pairing, uh, which uh, will be played on March 9th and 10th and 16th and 17th. So Greg and I are going to predict what the group drawing is going to be. That's right. Again, we do not know By by the time that this episode airs, the picks will have been made. We are making these picks days in advance, just so you guys know. So if we get it happen to get any of these right, we didn't cheat we we do not know and that's the beauty of it <laughs> so the no way idea. that this, the way that this works is you have the group winners who are going to be the seeded teams and then the second place are going to be the unseeded teams the seeded teams will always have home field advantage and will play the second game at home so greg are you ready to pick your groups
0: i'm ready i'm ready to let, pick let, the let, let's
1: see what greg has in store
0: All right, so Greg's predictions, round of 16. We have eight games. Well, not eight games. We have 16 games, but it's a two-legged game, but eight pairings that we're going through in this here prediction. I'm going to start off with the German Giants, Bayern Munich in Group A. I see them going up against a spirited Portuguese team in Group C, Porto. So throughout the Champions League, we've seen Porto do a lot of great things. Going up against the German Giants, honestly, I think this game may be a wash, but um, with Joshua Kimmich still out, there are no guarantees, but they do have two months in order to prepare for this game. It's going to be loud and proud. Next up, we have the Kings of Spanish football, as much as that pains me to say, um, in Group B, Real Madrid, going up against the Italian underdogs, Atalanta in Group D. I do think that this is going to be a scrap fight, uh, two-legged matchup between Real Madrid and Atalanta. Atalanta has been showing great promise within the Champions League so far as well as in the Italian League. And the Spanish team seems to have now livened up and got their electric drill going into the next legs of the Champions League. Next up, we have the, the boys from Manchester the ones that actually made it manchester city from group c i could see them going up against a dynamic and potent underdog sevilla from the spanish league in group e um manchester city has not been playing up to expectations especially uh from what we know they could be especially what they have been uh back in 2016 2017 season it's going to be a, it's going to be a scrap and it's going to be it's going to be something that we would Absolutely want to watch, but I do see Manchester City possibly beating Sevilla quite easily going into the next round. Uh, After that, we have our other boys from Liverpool, the current champions of the, the Premier League, or from last season carrying over into this season from Group D, going up against a really, really terrifying German, Mönchengladbach, going from Group B Liverpool does have the fighting power they do have the dynamic form um a couple injuries probably holding them back and uh, it seems like Jurgen Klopp is not is is really frustrated right now not not with his players or his team but he's frustrated with the league itself and how his players are not being able to rest well there's no rest for you sir cuz the German boys are coming out to take you here in the round of 16 next up our third english team the boys from chelsea and Group E are going up against my guys, the bar, the, the four, well, uh, you know, they're my kings of Spanish <laughs> football, um, will always be the Catalans, are going up against Chelsea in this one. Barcelona looks frustrated, but it's the best matchup for them in order to win. Chelsea does have a young politician on the left-hand side that could do a lot of damage. However, it is not... It's, it's it's a better matchup than any one of the, the teams that they had to play before. They couldn't go up against Juventus. If they went up against PSG with the way that they're spirited right now would not be a good matchup. Anyone else, Liverpool, Bayern, we definitely don't want Bayern Munich. We want a little time before we get to face them again in the Champions League. And that would be the most entertaining factor if they're able to do that. Next up, we have the German little boys. The little brothers to the Giants are coming out. Borussia Dortmund from Group F are going up against an, a, a very dynamic Atletico Madrid from Spain in Group A, are coming up against the Germans. Atletico Madrid have one player that I'm super fascinated with, and that's João Felix. He is a fantastic player. This uh Portuguese national, I believe he's Portuguese. If he's not, he's from Brazil, but I do believe he's Portuguese. Portuguese national is one of the greatest players that i've seen in the current era other than what we're now seeing from holland when it comes to the young players he is a fantastic talent i've seen such ball control from a young player like this it's amazing going up against the germans and british so it's it's basically youth against youth it will be the matchup of this of the century If it happens later on, it will also be fantastic. But right now, Atletico is on top of their league. Uh, Borussia Dortmund chasing Bayern Munich and, and trying to have success there. It's going to be fantastic. Next up, we have the Italians, Juventus going up against Leipzig, another German team that is dynamic, powerful, and ready to take anyone with any disadvantages that they might show. Leipzig for me has been the team that has been able to capitalize on any mistakes on any errors they've been able to capitalize on errors all throughout the season not only in the champions in the champions league but also in the bundesliga and have and have quite the feat to go up against cristiano and his boys out there in italy to take on these guys next up and last but not least we have the french internationals we have paris saint-germain Group F going up against Lazio there in Italy, who have also been trying to fly high in Group F and in the Serie A. This should be a decent matchup for Paris Saint-Germain as they have been a a team that is able to that we've seen in this past game even though it has an asterisk over it we know that they're a team that is able to come out and be dominant when they need to be we've seen great play from Neymar and Mbappe playing the one two off of each other really having a a strong forward attacking also they have Kempembe, the beast from the east in the back who's gonna do a lot of damage for this team. Lazio, good luck. And that has been Greg's Champions League predictions. It's beautiful. There's there's a lot of uh, great potential
1: matchups in there, some that I would really love to see. Uh, before we get into mine, just very quickly want to point out, Greg and I didn't have any matching predictions. That's how up in the air this is. That's how exciting this is. I'm, I'm just going to get into mine. I, I Jump I... into it. Jump into it, Tyler. Also starting off with uh, the German giants, Bayern Munich versus Atalanta. I, I felt really bad doing this to Atalanta because I think that they could be a really dangerous team going in. But I actually think that this could be a pretty decent matchup. And uh, I, I, I see Bayern coming through, but I, I think it's going to prove to be more of a challenge than many might think that they would. Uh, Real Madrid up next, Group B champions against Porto. Porto's not a bad team. I I think that this is also going to be a closer matchup than how it might look. Uh, Really, really excited for that one. Uh, Interested to see if Real Madrid's uh, momentum is able to carry them through because Porto had a pretty easy time in in their group stage and Madrid did not. And that could be the key to Madrid uh, making it through to the next round. Manchester City up next. I have them going up against Leipzig. I think that that's going to be an incredible potential matchup. I I think two explosive offenses. We we know that both teams can score goals, and uh, I I think that that's going to be uh, one for fans who who like to see that kind of thing, rather than a defensive uh, like one nothing struggle. This the all of these games could. Between these two teams, could have three goals apiece. Liverpool up next against Lazio. Uh, one thing we forgot to mention with Lazio's tie is that uh, they let Bruga back in and Bruga was down a man. So I'm actually kind of worried about really anybody that Lazio is going to be playing. I think that they, uh, for all the talent that they have, they're going to be in trouble. But uh, one thing not working in Liverpool's favor is uh they might not have diogo jota who uh was hurt in that game against midland and is out for a couple uh was uh, out for at least i think 2 months so he might be coming back around this time so it'll be interesting to see what uh liverpool looks like at that point more injury woes for uh mr Klopp to uh i don't want to say complain about but that's the only thing that i can i can think of to label that at the moment uh, next up, another Premier League team, Chelsea. I have them going up against Atletico, and this might be the favorite, my favorite pairing that I was able to come up with. I think that this could be a fantastic series. Both teams are explosive. Both teams are carrying a ton of momentum, a ton of talent, uh, and both teams with a chip on their shoulder with something to prove. Uh, next up, I have uh, Borussia Dortmund, should have Holland back at this point versus Sevilla. I can see them getting through this one pretty easily, but I think it could be a a pretty interesting matchup. Holland's a beast. The team seems to to work a lot better when he's on the field. And uh, yeah, I I think Dortmund uh, could continue their very dangerous and deep run into the tournament. Next up, uh, Juventus versus Mönchengladbach. I feel really bad that I now that I'm thinking of it, I put both the underdog teams up against really strong teams, uh, as much as I'd love to see an underdog squeeze through, you know, I, I think this could be a really good matchup and hopefully uh, Gladbach, you know, doesn't continue to slide backwards and continues to look like the Gladbach that started the tournament and uh, that could end up being a really good series. And we all know Juventus uh, really thrives when Ronaldo thrives, and they struggle when Ronaldo struggles. And finally, I hate to do it to your boys, but I could have given you Bayern. So I do have PSG versus Barcelona. I, I would actually love to see this matchup. I, I think it's it could be a really good one and uh, a true test of Barcelona to see if that was just maybe if, if they have figured some things out. Because they might have at this time. We got a couple months before this starts. They could have figured things out, and you know PSG. It's it's a dice roll what PSG you're gonna get before every game. So I don't even want to try to predict them.
0: Most definitely that that's a <laughs> that's a good that's a good grouping. I I would hope not to have to go up against the boys in France, uh for this one. Um, they are are they are they the only representative from France in in the competition? Yep. The same way that Porto is the only representative from from uh, Portugal. So they stand alone. We have three guys. Uh, we got three teams coming out of England. We have three teams coming out of Spain. Or is it four? Is it four teams? Three teams coming out of Spain. Four teams coming out of Spain, guys. And all, we I think have, all the
1: German teams made it too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Champions League, man. Say it, it's a it's a lot, it's a lot of action going down. Like I said before, me and Tyler, we're gonna we're gonna dive a little deeper on these referees. I know it's not a sexy topic, but it's it's one that's important. It's affecting you guys more than you think. Honestly, it's affecting you guys more than you think. Tyler, this week has been amazing. Can't wait to see you for the next one. Can't wait to see you guys for the next one, even though I'm not watching you physically with my eyeballs and you're not watching me physically with your eyeballs, but we're always here together. I love spending this time with you guys. If you have any comments, please drop them. We're here on, uh we're on, we're on the ad. Tyler, you're the one that's, that's conducting where we're at, but I know that we're predominantly on Spotify with this podcast every Monday. Check us out 8. A.M. Tyler, would that be up before the, uh would this episode be up before the, the draw uh, I hope so I
1: have to do the uh, the math in my head of the the time because uh, I think it's being drawn in like Switzerland or somewhere like that in Europe so I got I gotta do do the t- the timing in my head but it should be
0: Got it well we'll we'll wait and find out guys another great episode another great week as we blow the whistle on this episode good night and good luck this has been stoppage Time